Hi guys, welcome back to season two, episode number 22 of Lego Mobo Jumbo. My name is Ashley Nicole Green. I'm a family law and divorce attorney here in the Houston and surrounding areas. And today's topic is a little different. We're going to be talking about young adults um, and understanding our roles as parents when we have young adults. So it's called the Young Adult Special while still balancing being a parent. Um, and this topic, um, although I don't have young adults yet, um, the day will come and it will be very, very difficult <laughs> for me to be able to um, let go of my mommy string and to allow for them to um, blossom into their young adult self. And so there are some important things that you need to know as a parent, especially if you have a child that is in college or grad school or you know, a young adult, a young adult, but they may still depend on you a lot as, um, as a parent, but you have to understand that balance and role. So that's the way this topic came about. Um, we don't see it. We don't hear about it enough. And I think it's important that a topic was, um, a podcast was designated to this particular topic. Um, because I think it's something that a lot of people actually struggle with, but there's not a lot of conversations about what a parent's rights are versus what a child's rights or young adults rights are and so that's how it came about so if you haven't already grab your sheet of paper and something to write with whether or not you're a parent who's listening in or if you're a young adult and you're sharing this with your friends um so the first thing I want to talk about is FERPA so FERPA is a federal law that is in place um that's different and distinct from HIPAA which is also a federal law, but FERPA, F-E-R-P-A, allows for the um, distinction or designation of a student's rights versus a parent's rights. And it requires that if information is being released about a student or young adult to a parent, that there has to be prior written consent put in place. And it protects the student, obviously, um, from disclosure of their grades their test scores, um, their status in school. So if you're a parent and you feel like your child has dropped out or has went from full-time to part-time, and if they haven't signed this documentation, it's not your business. (laughs) So their status in school, any special education um, services or their records that they may have, any disciplinary records so that they have gotten in trouble, any type of medical health, uh, medical or health records related to their education, their attendance in any courses, what courses that they may have taken or not taken or dropped or added, um, designations or that they have made or any type of awards that they've received, as well as a picture of their student ID, their student um, identification number, information um, that basically ties Um, the identity of the student um, at all. So with that being said, this can be a hard topic. Um, This can be a hard conversation because I actually know um, a colleague of mine whose friend had a child that was in school, young adult that was in school, and um, the parent and the child had a disagreement about whether or not the parent should have access to their grades. And so there was this big, you know, Um, conversation about, you know, you should disclose to us what your grades are, and we have a right to know we're paying for it. And underneath FERPA, the 
the young adult or student was protected. And so it's a hard conversation. And as parents, it's difficult because, you know, most of the time, whenever there's an inquiry about how you're doing in school or, you know, what are you struggling with? It, there's usually not bad, you know, a bad underlying reason for asking that. It's because you care as a parent. Um, and your intent is to try to help your child blossom and be their best self, but you also have to understand your place and understand your role as a parent. And so that's the first thing I want to talk about was FERPA. Like I said, it's not talked about a lot. Um, and you as a young adult should know your rights, but you as a parent should also know what rights your student has. The next thing I want to talk about is in relation to a medical power of attorney. Now, if you listen to episode 20 and 21, I talked about, um, you know, planning after divorce. And then I had in 20, I talked specifically about estate planning. But it's also important whenever you have a young adult and they are going off to college or they're in grad school or whatever, that you have this conversation about, hey, we need to put in place Um, if you're comfortable, right, if your child is comfortable, put in place a medical power of attorney so that you can be able to access records. God forbid if something were to happen to them, um, you know, access records with the HIPAA release, but also be able to make decisions for them in the event that they're not able to do so with the medical power of attorney. Um, And you want to make sure that your your child feels comfortable with designating you as their agent and also maybe listing some alternative agents if they choose to do so. Either way, this is very, very important. And whenever my little ones go to school, um, it will be a conversation that we definitely talk about. And if they feel comfortable, um, those documents will be executed because I think it's it's very important. The third thing I want to mention is designations of um, or designating an agent for a statutorable durable power of attorney. Again, if your child feels comfortable designating you as an agent, and even if they don't, I think you still need to have this conversation. They can designate who they want to, but this um, document would allow for the individual to make certain decisions for them in the event that they're not able to do so themselves. Um, this can come in play in a lot of different ways. It doesn't have to be because they're incapacitated or because, you know, God forbid something really bad happened. It could be, hey, I'm over, <laughs> I'm studying abroad. And I need this particular document, <laughs> but I'm over, uh, you know, studying over abroad and my parents in the States and they can get this, but I'm over 18 now and we don't have anything authorizing them to do that as my agent. Or maybe there's a document that needs to be signed, right? So again, they can limit the type of powers that they give as um, as they choose to in their designation um, for their agent. And so again, have that conversation with your child, your young adult, make sure they feel comfortable. And if they do get that document executed, the fourth thing is in relation to their bank accounts. Um, A lot of times we see parents add themselves to their child's bank account um, um, as someone who can be able to make deposits, withdrawals, access the account, all that good stuff. Right. But what we sometimes forget about and a lot of times people forget about this even outside of just their children, but themselves as well, is designating a uh, pay on death beneficiary. Um, This is very important because you may be putting, as a parent, putting money into this account every single month, and God forbid something happens to your little one um, who's now an adult but has passed, and those funds can't be accessed. Now, maybe they don't want to list you as their pay-on-death beneficiary, but they need to list somebody. These are big 
you know, big um, decisions that they'll be having to consider, um, but it needs to be discussed and talked about. And so I hope this information was helpful um, as you are navigating maybe from um, having children at home to becoming empty nesters. Um, you can educate your children about their rights. If you are a young adult, um, you know your rights. And these are things that um, are very important to be considering. These are decisions that you need to be making um, so that in the event that you get in a situation, you can have the help of your family member or someone that you trust um, and listed as an agent to be able to help you navigate through that. So I hope this podcast was helpful. Please share it with anyone that has children, especially those who have young adults um, and are navigating into that next phase in life and becoming empty nesters, or maybe you already became an empty nester, or you know someone that has, and they may not have had this conversation it's something good to um, pass on to them so they'll know. If you want to speak to me more about um, helping your young adult plan for their future as they navigate into adulthood, or if you are a young adult and you want to know your rights and you want to talk about these things and understand what you need to do, please feel free to check out the show notes, contact me, set up a time to chat so we can figure out your options. I would love to do that. And until next time, take care. Bye for now.